Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gods and goddesses, to the Golden Age Gurus Podcast, your source for regenerative, entrepreneurial, and eco-friendly global solutions using ancient future strategies that focus on healing ourselves, our community, and the planet. Now, it is truly an honor to introduce your host, Baba John. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Thank you for joining us here on Valentine's Day, February 14, 2022. Um, legends vary on how um, the the death of St. Valentine got mixed with the Feast of Lupercalia, which was a pagan festival of love on these occasions. According to history.com, the names of young women were placed in a box from which they were drawn by the men as chance directed. So um, that that was the, the pagan feast, and the St. Valentine was named after a man named Valentinus, who um, was a priest serving under Emperor, Emperor Claudius II. And, um, you know, basically they were having trouble recruiting for the army at the time. People wanted to stay with their families. So the emperor banned marriages and um, Valentine, Valentinus actually, um, you know, rebelled against the, the, the emperor. And um, eventually a Gnostic sect called the Valentinians um, rose from his teachings, and um, I really love uh, the Nag Hammadi scrolls, which were pre-biblical teachings that were often persecuted and or burned. So it was like the last copy, uh, down to the last copy, and we found it in a cave in uh, the Middle East, mid-century. And um, one of one of his uh, Nag Hammadi books is 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 there if you if you want to read it, and um, it's called the Gospel of Truth, and I'll put it at the end of the uh, show notes. But uh, yeah, basically Shakespeare mentioned. Valentine's Day in Hamlet, and then uh, Geoffrey Chaucer of uh, Canterbury Tales fame uh, wrote wrote in uh, Parliament of Fowls, F-O-U-L-E-S, that um, what he said was, For this was sent on St. Valentine's Day, one every foul cometh there to choose his mate. He may have invented the holiday we know today. And, you know, basically, that's how Valentine's Day, you know, got started in pop culture. And 
Um, we'll get on to the show here now that we have honored the Valentinians and Valentinus, who um, was a was a good leader. But um, yeah, today we have Julie Thurburn, who is an image consultant, and um, we're going to be talking about how to upgrade your 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 closet, which um, can can hold some some bad juju. So, uh, welcome to the show, and hope you enjoy. This show is brought to you on Patreon, where creators are supported by their tribe. For the cost of a latte, you can support the show and my advocacy around fringe legal topics ranging from zero waste and Bitcoin to matters of spirit. I'm committed to serving mankind by providing thousands of years of ancestral wisdom. Learn from my gurus, join my network, and get exclusive content. We have a free tier so you don't have to worry about money. A support tier for just a few bucks and an apprentice level for aspiring Jedi interested in my mystery school and nature-based ministry. We have a VIP business tier for CEOs who want their own wizard. Just remember, King Arthur had a Merlin and Queen Elizabeth had her John D. Historically, I've charged way more as a consultant, but while I wrap my last year of law school, I'm willing to help just to get this new platform going. You'll have access to me with the Voxer app and get access to the Advocacy Launchpad and Discord. Sponsorship is sold separate. If you're interested, message and visit patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash golden age gurus. Follow for free and support if you can. I can provide them with not actual general information, but information that is specific to what we already have discovered about them, like their ideal colors and what kinds of um, what kind of garments they should wear to really flatter them, and um, how to convey the message that they want to convey. Right. So. You're, I mean, basically I had a photo shoot one time and you came and, um, helped me look my best for the, for the photo shoot. And this is, a, this is around that topic, right? Um, looking, yes, looking right for a photo shoot, but also, you know, for every occasion. So, you know, when you walk in a room, sometimes um, people get frustrated when somebody makes a comment to them that doesn't seem to align with how that person perceives themselves. Um, mm-hmm. For um, I've been in networking groups where somebody come in really super casual and they want to stand up and proclaim that they are an expert and people in the room have a hard time buying into that when they have dressed so like off purpose. It's not necessarily that they look bad. It's that they've dressed in such a way that 
the those around them um, are surprised by who they are stating that they are when they fail to actually represent that mm. in dress because your your dress sets people up to perceive you in a certain manner and if people aren't perceiving you in that manner then you first have to look at in the mirror and say do i actually look like that person you know if i saw me walking in a room would i would i think that i was operating at that level or knew information that was that valuable to a potential and if your answer is no then really it starts with you so you have to wear the clothes that help help others perceive you in a way that you want to be perceived yeah i, I remember we were on um the networking call for uh apricot rocket a couple weeks ago and you said something about um someone's mustache going into their mouth and i was like she's talking about me (laughs) (laughs) i caught my my mustache and a little long there thanks to you (laughs) you know that's an easy miss uh we can we can look in a mirror and not see what's actually there yeah um, that it's kind of easy to do, but there are certain things like with personal grooming that little details that can um, distract people, and we don't want to distract them. We want them to focus on on what we're saying because so often, like you know, John, you are you are an expert in you know marketing like crazy, and there are things about. Um, living well and living friendly with the environment uh, that you know that a lot of us don't know. We didn't grow up knowing. We, it's just not in our immediate, um, I don't know, in our immediate world. So I know when you walk in, you don't want people going, well, why this or why that? You'd rather they focused on what you have to say that will actually improve their lives. Yeah, but I'm being a creative and a, uh, basically a shaman, you know, I mean, no matter what I put on, if I'm playing the part of a creative or a shaman wizard type avatar here, the people are still going to be like judging it. But but what I what I what I've found to do is is like I have these outfits from Nigeria and like i've noticed like if i put those on <laughs> like like it's just so far outside of like people can't judge it cuz there's no frame of reference for someone to be wearing like that type of uh outfit so like i i have had a little bit of success success just going you know far out there rather than trying to be like a conservative business person which i consider myself but um don't always dress the part for whatever reason but i'm i am on board for um you know the next for the rest of my life getting more into the the outfit that needs to be 
warn because you know it's no fun to have all this good information and people not receive it because you're wearing the wrong pants you know <laughs> so yeah there are, you know a lot of times it isn't that somebody is making a judgment about you as a person but they're making a judgment about why would you choose let's just say if we're going to talk about pants why would you choose to wear pants that were too short? Now, I'm not talking about actual shorts, but shorts or pants that are like an inch or two, you know, waving above your shoes, you know, in, in their mind, there's, we have these subconscious questions that sometimes kind of stop us from going forward in a conversation. And sometimes that... Yeah subconscious question could be doesn't he know his pants are too short I mean if he doesn't know that if he doesn't see that then um, what is it that he's going to miss in in my business if you're going to advise me in business are you going to go all the way or are you going to short me right and you you don't want people to doubt your commitment to helping them to succeed. You want them to actually connect with you and say, this is the guy I need to, I need to work with because he's going to, he's going to blow it out. You know, he, he may say stuff to me that I don't want to hear, but I can at least promise him that I will think about it and consider it. And we can, work everything out so that I can take, can go towards the success that I really want to have in life. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes yeah. we have, I know we talked about um, titling this, you know, the toxins in your closet, because sometimes we have perceptions about clothes that make it difficult for us to buy the right things. And by right things, I mean the things that make us look smart, or good, or attractive. Uh, attractive, especially to ideal clients. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got, if you walk in a room and, and even if it's a, a restaurant and you go sit down in the bar and you, somebody comes over to talk to you and you realize in a short period of time that this could be actually be a legitimate uh, client you know granted it could also be for a more personal relationship but just in in the business conversation the fact that they saw you and were attracted to the point that there was enough interest to come over and learn more about you is that's a good outcome, right? And initially, that's all you have to go to go on is because of the way you looked. Yeah. But if you're if you have a hard time choosing things that really fit you right, you know, you wear everything is baggy, it's too big, then people kind of wonder why why are you hiding? What's wrong? And an ideal client isn't there to fix what's wrong with you. They're really wanting to see you believing in yourself. 
as being somebody who is of value. Well, what I want to know is, and I'm, I'm not sure I've heard this story, but how did, how did you get into this line of work? Oh, um, well, I kind of back-ended into it. That's, that's how, the only way I know to how to really describe it. I was selling home accessories and really enjoyed it. Um, but I found that I had clients that I could actually go and shop for, for them personally. And when I would find something, you know how it is when you're, when you are out shopping and you see something, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that just belongs, that is so Jane and it, it belongs in her hot little hands. And so I would get it. I would take it to the, to my client and um, they would often uh, they'd fall in love with it they just so excited that I saw something that reminded me of them and in a way that they really liked they liked the way I saw them so they would often take it home and um, then I would talk to them a couple of weeks later just to make sure that they were actually wearing it, that it was working out the way that they had hoped and everything was good. And I got some amazing results. People were over the top excited. One, one little thing opened doors. It opened doors because they would put it on. They felt so good that their whole, um, their emotions changed. They were uplifted and Wherever they went, they were just a happier person and doors of opportunities opened for them. And sometimes they would say, you know, Julie, this opportunity has come to me before, but I really didn't think that I was, I was ready for it. So I always turned it down, but now I'm seeing that I am I'm not only worthy of it, but I'm, I am ready. I'm going to jump in there and, and say yes to it. So it, it's had some, you know, life-changing effects and opportunities for business purposes, but also people being able to date somebody that they thought initially was out of their league, come to find out when they just believed in themselves and they represented themselves at that level that other person showed up and could be in agreement with their own per self-perception. So um, that's how I got into it was just finding things for people that worked right and it uplifted them. There was an internal change. And so I then took some classes. I got certified as an image consultant and started my business just a little over 30 years ago. Wow. Well, you look, you look very, um, young. <laughs> I, started, I started when I was 10. <laughs> you, you must eat your vegetables. <laughs> I do. Sweet. So, so this certification as a, uh, image consultant, where, where does that come from? What is a certifying agency or whatever. Well, there are numerous ways in which you can go through a certification to become a certified image consultant. Um, so there's 
a lot of schools out there. And um, I went through one, oh, like I said, a little over 30 years ago. And then I took that certification, which certifies me in makeup artistry, hair, um, clothing, um, color analysis, as well as etiquette. So I, mm-hmm. I really took the, um, the pieces that just resonated with me the most. And um, I became a makeup artist and I worked for Chanel in the New York tri-state area. Actually, I helped them launch their event team um, in that area. And then I also did some commercial modeling in New York. And when I moved to Dallas, I was able to take those experiences and create workshops for uh, training um, high school and college age students uh, for walking a runway. And then so training women on how to take photos for branding purposes, photos that they could put out on social media or um, on their website, as well as in their articles, uh, you know, blog articles. Uh, but it also goes into really on dating sites where they have an updated photo that really represents them as they are today so that they don't have to put, you know, a photo of themselves when they were, you know, 20 years old when they're no longer in their yeah. 20s. Or yeah. all that catfish. Yes. Yeah. So it's really who they are. So it's, it changes everything. You know, it's hard to start a, it's, it's hard to start a personal relationship on a lie. And if the photo isn't right, if it's not representing who you are today, and I don't mean that the photo has to be, you know, within the last six months even, but if it doesn't represent who you are now, then it's, you're deceiving that other person. And that's a, it's not really the right foundation for a healthy relationship. Yeah, if anybody's seen my uh, Baba photo and all in white, that was uh, that was Julie, <laughs> art directing that. that so was a fun photo shoot. I can I can attest to uh, your work, and um, we were going to talk about. Um, toxins in the closet but before you go into that i was i was just wondering what the top three um uh patterns that you're seeing that people if they could just fix it would change their life in regards to what they wear yeah well one of them one would be um, getting rid of negative self-talk. If they could just let go of whatever that pain point is so that they could choose better for themselves, that would be a huge differentiator. Instead of, you know, punishing themselves because they've gained weight or they lost somebody that they loved, 
uh, or hoped to love for, you know, the lifetime, whatever that is, if they could let it go and um, move forward in them within themselves then they could actually choose better because no negative self-talk only they don't it it just brings you down and it stops you from really moving everything forward and actually it can prevent us from learning a lesson that we needed to learn so if we can if it if it's a hard lesson that we're punishing ourselves for, if we'll just learn the lesson and say, okay, I got it and move on, then you can actually choose better because now you're, you've learned the lesson. You're, you're past it. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So negative, getting rid of negative self-talk, but um, also understanding what colors work for you because when you put on a color that either overwhelms you or kind of washes you out, that's never going to be your best. So um, it's either, if it's too strong, then we're sometimes hiding behind the color. People don't really remember us. They just remember that, you know, neon green sweatshirt. Who was that person? <laughs> and we don't want to get lost. Um, so um, conversely, then, if the color just kind of washes you out and drains you of color, then you're not going to look healthy. And in an environment that we have today, where people are very concerned about their health being compromised, when you show up looking healthy with the right kind, with the right color in your cheeks, that's a good thing. And then. Yeah. Uh, thirdly, I would say shopping for things that fit you well and really flatter you is really important. It says that you believe in who you are. It doesn't mean you like everything that's going on in your life today or even in years past, but it does mean that you believe in who you are and you have you have a future that you are going towards. You're not living in the past. So when things fit right, then we actually look, we look taller, we look thinner. We just look like we're ready. We're on our game and we are in the moment. And that, that is a, boy, that is a huge lesson to learn on how to just be present in the moment and not looking behind us or worrying about what may or may not future. I can provide them with not, not actual general information, but information that is specific to what we already have discovered about them, like their ideal colors and what kinds of um, what kind of garments they should wear to really flatter them, and um, how to convey the message that they want to convey. Right. So you're. I mean, basically, I had a photo shoot one time, and you came and um, helped me look my best for the for the photo shoot. 
and this is a this is around that topic right um looking yes looking right for a photo shoot but also you know for every occasion so you know when you walk in a room sometimes um people get frustrated when somebody makes a comment to them that doesn't seem to align with how that person perceives themselves um mm. or um, I've been in networking groups where somebody come in really super casual and they want to stand up and proclaim that they are an expert and people in the room have a hard time buying into that when they have dressed so like off purpose. It's not necessarily that they look bad. It's that they've dressed in such a way that the, those around them um, are surprised by who they are stating that they are when they fail to actually represent that mm. in dress because your your dress sets people up to perceive you in a certain manner and if people aren't perceiving you in that manner then you first have to look at in the mirror and say, do I actually look like that person? You know, if I saw me walking in a room, would I, would I think that I was operating at that level or knew information that was that valuable to a potential? And if your answer is no, then really it starts with you. So you have to wear the clothes that help help others perceive you in a way that you want to be perceived. Yeah. I, I remember we were on um, the networking call for uh, Apricot Rocket a couple of weeks ago. And you said something about um, someone's mustache going into their mouth. And I was like, she's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, caught my, I caught my mustache and, and, and little long there thanks they, they to you <laughs> you know that's an easy miss uh we can we can look in a mirror and not see what's actually there yeah um that it's kind of easy to do but there are certain things like with personal grooming that little details that can um distract people and we don't want to distract them we want them to focus on on what we're saying, because so often, like, you know, John, you are, you are an expert and, you know, marketing like crazy. And there are things about um, living well and living friendly with the environment that you know that, that a lot of us don't know. We didn't grow up knowing. We, it's just not in our immediate um I don't know, in our immediate world. So I know when you walk in, you don't want people going, well, why this or why that? You'd rather they focused on what you have to say that will actually improve their lives. Yeah, but I'm being a creative and a, uh, basically a shaman, you know, I mean, no matter what I put on, if I'm playing the part of a creative or a shaman wizard, type 
avatar here, the people are still going to be like judging it. But but what I what I what I've found to do is is like I have these outfits from Nigeria, and like I've noticed like if I put those on, <laughs> like like it's just so far outside of like people can't judge it because there's no frame of reference for someone to be wearing like that type of uh, outfit. So like I I have had a little bit of success success just going, you know far out there rather than trying to be like a conservative business person, which I consider myself, but um, don't always dress the part for whatever reason, but I'm, I am on board for, um, you know, the next, the, for the rest of my life, getting more into the, the outfit that needs to be worn because you know it's no fun to have all this good information and people not receive it because you're wearing the wrong pants you know <laughs> so yeah there are, you know a lot of times it isn't that somebody is making a judgment about you as a person but they're making a judgment about why would you choose let's just say if we're going to talk about pants why would you choose to wear pants that were too short? Now, I'm not talking about actual shorts, but shorts or pants that are like an inch or two, you know, waving above your shoes, you know, and in their mind, there's, we have these subconscious questions that sometimes kind of stop us from going forward in a conversation. And sometimes that... Yeah question could be doesn't he know his pants are too short I mean if he doesn't know that if he doesn't see that then um, what is it that he's going to miss in in my business if you're going to advise me in business are you going to go all the way or are you going to short me right and you you don't want people to doubt your commitment to helping them to succeed. You want them to actually connect with you and say, this is the guy I need to, I need to work with because he's going to, he's going to blow it out. You know, he, he may say stuff to me that I don't want to hear, but I can at least promise him that I will think about it and consider it. And we can work everything out so that I can take, can, go towards the success that I really want to have in life. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes yeah. we have, I know we talked about um, titling this, you know, the toxins in your closet, because sometimes we have perceptions about clothes that make it difficult for us to buy the right things. And by right things, I mean the things that make us look smart, or good, or attractive. Uh, attractive, especially to ideal clients. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got, if you walk in a room and, and even if it's a, a restaurant and you go sit down in the bar and you, somebody comes over to talk to you and you realize in a short period of time that this could be, actually be a legitimate a client 
you know, granted, it could also be for a more personal relationship, but just in, in the business conversation, the fact that they saw you and were attracted to the point that there was enough interest to come over and learn more about you is that's a good outcome, right? And initially, that's all you have to go to go on is because of the way you looked. Yeah. But if you're, if you have a hard time choosing things that really fit you right, you know, you wear, everything is baggy, it's too big, then people kind of wonder why, why are you hiding? What's wrong? And an ideal client isn't there to fix what's wrong with you. They're really wanting to see you believing in yourself as being somebody who is of value. Well, what I want to know is, and I'm, I'm not sure I've heard this story, but how did, how did you get into this line of work? Oh, um, well, I kind of back ended into it. That's, that's how, the only way I know to how to really describe it. I was selling home accessories and really enjoyed it. Um, but I found that I had clients that I could actually go and shop for, for them personally. And when I would find something, you know how it is when you're, when you are out shopping and you see something, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that just belongs, that is so Jane and it, it belongs in her hot little hands. And so I would get it. I would take it to the to my client and um, they would often, uh, they'd fall in love with it. They just so excited that I saw something that reminded me of them and in a way that they really liked. They liked the way I saw them. So they would often take it home and um, then I would talk to them a couple of weeks later just to make sure that they were actually wearing it, that it was working out the way that they had hoped and everything was good. And I got some amazing results. People were over the top excited. One, one little thing opened doors. It opened doors because they would put it on. They felt so good that their whole, um, their emotions changed. They were uplifted and Wherever they went, they were just a happier person and doors of opportunities opened for them. And sometimes they would say, you know, Julie, this opportunity has come to me before, but I really didn't think that I was, I was ready for it. So I always turned it down, but now I'm seeing that I am I'm not only worthy of it, but I'm, I am ready. I'm going to jump in there and, and say yes to it. So it, it's had some, you know, life-changing effects and opportunities for business purposes, but also people being able to date somebody that they thought initially was out of their league, come to find out when they just believed in themselves and they represented themselves at that level that other person showed up and could be in agreement with their own per self-perception. So 
um, that's how I got into it was just finding things for people that worked right and it uplifted them. There was an internal change. And so I then took some classes. I got certified as an image consultant and started my business just a little over 30 years ago. Wow. Well, you look, you look very, um, young. <laughs> I started, I started when I was 10. <laughs> you, you must eat your vegetables. <laughs> I do. Sweet. So, so this certification as a, uh, image consultant, where, where does that come from? What is a certifying agency or whatever? Well, there are numerous ways in which you can go through a certification to become a certified image consultant. Um, so there's a lot of schools out there. And um, I went through one, uh, like I said, a little over 30 years ago. And then I took that certification, which certifies me in makeup artistry, hair, um, clothing, um, color analysis, as well as etiquette. So mm -hmm. I, I really took the, um, the pieces that just resonated with me the most. And um, I became a makeup artist and I worked for Chanel in the New York tri-state area. Actually, I helped them launch their event team um, in that area. And then I also did some commercial modeling in New York. And when I moved to Dallas, I was able to take those experiences and create workshops for uh, training um, high school and college age students uh, for walking a runway. And then so training women on how to take photos for branding purposes, photos that they could put out on social media or um, on their website, as well as in their articles, uh, you know, blog articles. Uh, but it also goes into really on dating sites where they mm. have an updated photo that really represents them as they are today so that they don't have to put, you know, a photo of themselves when they were, you know, 20 years old when they're no longer in their yeah. 20s. Or yeah. all that cat food. Yes. Yeah. So it's really who they are. So it's, it changes everything. You know, it's hard to start a, it's, it's hard to start a personal relationship on a lie. And if the photo isn't right, if it's not representing who you are today, and I don't mean that the photo has to be, you know, within the last six months even, but if it doesn't represent who you are now, then it's, you're deceiving that other person. And that's a, it's not really the right foundation for a healthy relationship. Yeah. If anybody's seen my, uh, Baba photo and all in white, that was, uh, that was Julie <laughs> art directing that. So fun photo shoot. I can, I can attest to, uh, your work and, um, 
we were going to talk about um, toxins in the closet. But before you go into that, I was I was just wondering what the top three um, uh, patterns that you're seeing that people, if they could just fix, it would change their life. In regards to what they wear? Yeah. Well, one of them, one would be um, getting rid of negative self-talk. If they could just let go of whatever that pain point is so that they could choose better for themselves, that would be a huge differentiator. Instead of you know, punishing themselves because they've gained weight or they lost somebody that they loved uh, or hoped to love for, you know, the lifetime, whatever that is, if they could let it go and um, move forward in them within themselves, then they could actually choose better. Because ne- negative self-talk only they don't it it just brings you down and it stops you from really moving everything forward and actually it can prevent us from learning a lesson that we needed to learn so if we can if it if it's a hard lesson that we're punishing ourselves for if we'll just learn the lesson and say okay i got it and move on then you can actually choose better because now you're you've learned the lesson. You're you're past it. Does that make sure? Okay. So neg- getting rid of negative self-talk, but um, also understanding what colors work for you. Because when you put on a color that either overwhelms you or kind of washes you out, that's never going to be your best. So. Um, it's either if it's too strong, then we're sometimes hiding behind the color. People don't really remember us. They just remember that, you know, neon green sweatshirt. Who was that person? <laughs> and we don't want to get lost. Um, so um, conversely, then if the color just kind of washes you out and drains you of color, then you're not going to look healthy. And in an environment that we have today where people are very concerned about their health being compromised, when you show up looking healthy with the right kind, with the right color in your cheeks, that's a good thing. And then yeah. uh, thirdly, I would say shopping for things that fit you well and really flatter you is really important it says that you believe in who you are it doesn't mean you like everything that's going on in your life today or even in years past but it does mean that you believe in who you are and you have you have a future that you are going towards you're not living in the past so when things fit right then we actually look we look taller, thinner. We just look like we're ready. We're on our game and we are in the moment. And that, 
that is a boy, that is a huge lesson to learn on how to just be present in the moment and not looking behind us or worrying about what may or may not future. Awesome. Thank you. Those are great tips. So what's go ahead. No, I said, thank you for asking. All right. So what's the difference between a toxic closet and a healthy one? Toxic closets, you know, sometimes our closets include people who have hurt us in the past. And we have things in there that remind us of that person. And they can, they can be a real stumbling block because then when you see it or if you try to wear it, it just reminds you of that hurt and that pain. What you really need to do is let it go, get rid of it. Um, and then also toxins can be clothes that we're allergic to. You know, it can be itchy, but you, because somebody you love gave it to you, you try to wear it, but it's itchy or it irritates your eyes. It causes an allergic reaction. So when we get rid of those clothes, we can still love the person, but we are um, getting rid of the clothing that causes us emotional or even physical distress. And that then allows us to build a closet where everything in there likes us. When we walk in, we love what we're seeing and everything in there looks good on us and it makes us look smart and sharp and fun. And you know, whatever it is you're, how you're wanting to look that day, it actually can help you achieve that goal. We, I thought you were going to say, uh, I thought we were going to talk about toxins like uh, chemicals, but we're talking about energy. Well, both um, the energy of the emotion. But if it's if it if you're allergic to plastic and you have clothing in your closet that's made from plastic, those clothes are not going to work for you. They're, they'll never feel right. On you they will never make you feel your very best so, so even if it's recycled if it's no matter what the material is if it does not work for you then you need to let it go yeah I just um, had a little cotton harvest here in my little Guatemalan farm and I was I was I was the next level thing would be to take that cotton and make a shirt. <laughs> you know? I, I got the cotton, but you know, the, that was the first, that was phase one. So now I'm like, what do I do with it? But uh, I know the fibers natural. It's good for you. And bad fiber is, uh, would be plastics. Like you said, there's some blends too that, um, like is polyester, what's polyester? It, and, it, it depends on the grade because you have, you have viscose, which a lot of clothes will include some viscose, but a, 
a cheap viscose will only make that garment not last for very long because it cannot hold its shape for um, a very long duration. Even, I'm not a big fan of viscose, but it just depends on how much is in the garment. So if it's a quality viscose, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but if it's, if it's a, there's a lot in it and it's a low grade, then you have to understand you're spending a lot of money on something that's not going to last you very long. So if you look at a garment only based on the money that you're spending on it in that moment, then you really need to buy higher quality because it will, it's a greater value for the money spent. And often like your cottons, silk, linen, um, wool, even cashmere, you want a higher grade so that it will last you for, I mean, sometimes clothes can last decades. We have vintage clothes and um, accessories that have been around 50 or more years because the quality of, of the um, fabric or um, whatever is used to make the item was so high that it can last that long. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So when you, when you throw away things, where do you, uh, how do you dispose or sell or reuse? What's, what's the platform there? Zero waste. There are so many ways to repurpose a garment. I know of quilt makers who will take uh, all your old t-shirts and make a quilt out of it. So that's a neat way of repurposing um, a t-shirt. You can use them at home, you know, as, as rags, but if you need to move them out of your home, then you can either uh, drop them off at um, a, like a thrift store that will resell it and put it back out in the marketplace for those who are looking for those fabrics to make something else with. So it could be, you know, if, if you have a pair of jeans that you've grown out of or no longer um, fit right for whatever reason, if you resell it, that per another person can buy those jeans, make a handbag out of it, make shorts out of it or a little skirt or use it to patch other jeans. They can make pillows or blankets out of it. So there are a lot of options on how they can be reused. So you can resell them yourself. There are like um, a lot of companies that will either buy the garment from you directly or there will be a consignment store that you can take it into and then when the garment sells, you get a percentage of the sale price. Mm. Um, uh, you can donate it, but there are also a lot of organizations that are helping people out of like human trafficking or domestic violence situations, and they need they need clothing donated to them 
so that those individuals can get a job and move into a better life for them, as well as if they have children. Children also need clothes. So there are a variety of ways to repurpose a garment, um, especially if it's not threadbare or it's all stained. Those garments are um, more limited in what you can do with them. But if they're gently worn or especially if they're, you know, relatively new to be able to let somebody else use them is a great way of not making sure it just doesn't land or end up in the landfill. Yeah, I'm looking at um, a website called swap.com. And it looks like secondhand thrift consignment. Uh, also, threadup.com. Mm -hmm. Do you use those? Threadup, I have done, not the other one that you just mentioned. Uh, but you can actually do a search. I'm going to do a search right now, and I'm just going to search for, um, you can do online resale um, sites, and some of them you can um, ship the garment to them, some of them you take a picture of, and then uh, you, you actually drop ship it mm. to, to buy it. Wow. You know, we also have local um, local communities um, like next door you can sell things on next door you have the Facebook marketplace mm. there are local uh, resale areas um, where you know somebody can just put the money on the porch and you can leave it there and they can pick it up immediately so there are a lot of ways to get that item out back out into the marketplace. Beautiful. So I guess, it, you know, makeup, you can't really reuse that, can you? No, you can't because of the bacteria issue. You would not want to use somebody's makeup that they've used in the past. If they haven't opened it, it's different because Oxygen hasn't gotten to it, causing it to, you know, start to degrade. But um, opened makeup cannot be re redone. Um, what you can do, <clears throat> you can actually customize, make custom colors with it. So if you have some eyeshadows where there's just a little bit left over, you can actually kind of crush them up and put them in one, like in a dish and mix it up to create your very own custom color. So in that way, they can be something you can play with and have some fun with. Um, mm. It really just depends on what it is. So do you recommend uh, mothballs? I personally prefer cedar to mothballs. I, I just prefer the smell of cedar over smell of mothballs so um, uh, that's a really good way of keeping things for a long 
a long time, or you can put it um, in um, plastic containers because moths don't really like plastic. I have not had an issue with moths in any plastic container, so that can help as well. And just mm. keep it all sealed. You do not want to keep things in like if you, in dry cleaning bags because that will suffocate a garment, and you don't want to do that. If there's any kind of moisture in there whatsoever, it can cause it to mold. So. If you're going to keep it in a bag, it should be in a bag designed for that purpose and not just dry cleaning bags or a grocery bag or anything like that. Beautiful. So if, um, if people implement the, the removal of their old toxic stuff and get a color palette, you know, what, what you, are you coming in and buying the clothes and so, personally going in and rearranging the closets and throwing things away for people? I mean, how, how involved are you getting or are you just coaching them to do it themselves? Well, some people want to do it themselves, but for those who want some help, I can go into the closet, help them to organize it in a way that it's very easy to literally shop in your own closet because you can see everything. Everything has a purpose and a place. And those things that are no longer working, I can take them with me. I donate items. I work with some organizations that actually do help women who are escaping from human trafficking. So I donate those clothes. But if they are clothes that you actually want to resell, because they are so or still in really great uh, shape, then I can recommend some resale shops and um, I can take them to the resale store or uh, the client can take them themselves. If I take them, I set it up so that the resale store talks directly to the client after I've delivered the items um, because they're going to pay the client, client gets that check and that way there's a relationship between the two of them so that in any you know, future resale needs, the client's really comfortable in going to that resale store with their items. There's already a relationship established. So it works either way. Um, it just depends on what the, you know, the needs of the client are. Um, some people are too busy to do it themselves, so I do it for them. And when... when... When this happens, what are the benefits, outcomes that you're you're manifesting by by doing this? Well, on on one side of it, my clients tell me that, like, oh my God, for the first time, their their client their closet is really organized, um, and they can maintain that organization easily. It helps them to get dressed. For some people, especially if they're traveling, we can organize it so they can literally grab an outfit and pack it and they're out the door. Um, others like to create outfits on a weekly basis, so we organize the closet a little differently. But we make it so that it's just easy for them to get dressed because that's something we do 
every single day and you don't want to spend all of your energy trying to find an outfit to wear. I don't care what day it is or what the event is. So we organize it so that they can get in, get dressed, feel very good, look great, and they're out the door doing whatever it is that they really want to do that day. So that is one of the outcomes that people absolutely love. They're also, um, there's no sticking points in the closet. So we make sure it's well lit so they can see things easily. uh, But there's no emotional, um, emotional bumps in the closet. You know, they're not hanging on to something a whole section of clothes that I'm just trying to lose these last 20 pounds and I think I'll be able to get back in them. How long have you been trying to lose those 20 pounds? Well, it's been about three to five years. So, you know, um, it might be that we need to move those clothes someplace else so that we have space that actually helps them to um, dress well today while they're losing that weight. Um, Or, I help the connect them with a tailor. They can have those ta- clothes tailored while they're losing that weight and then save their money to buy um, things that, you know, will fit them at their new ideal weight. So getting rid of any emotional baggage out of the closet just makes that closet a happier place to be in. So those are two outcomes. And then thirdly, they know what to buy next if they need to buy anything. But it's much easier to go shopping when you know what you actually need to complete a garment. Or if you just want to add in a color into your closet that you really don't have but want, it's easier to do that when you know what you're looking for. That makes sense. So someone that is interested in getting your help, where can they connect with you? Well, they can go directly to my website and see what we're about, some of the um, programs that I offer, all of which can be customized. Um, And that would be coloriq.org. And color is spelt the British way. So it's spelt C-O-L-O-U-R-I-Q.org. Or they can email me at info at coloriq.org. And I, I didn't know the, the British had a color, but the, this is a color. <laughs> well, that would be more of a of a French spelling, <laughs> which is than the British spelling, but um, I liked the UNA. I thought it was kind of unique and kind of fun. So that's what I went with. Beautiful. Are you on uh, Instagram or anything? I'm not. I am not on a lot of social media. I kind of try to stay off of it. They're so cumbered with conversations I just don't want to have. So a lot of my business is through referrals and um, speaking opportunities. So I am um, not doing a lot on social media at this time. 
Well, you probably got a uh, account with uh, Apricot Rocket. I can put your link to that community at the end of the uh, so. And uh, I know you email me uh, bio, and I'll stick that in there, and uh, we'll be off to the races probably next Monday. I'll publish this. So that'd be great. Now they can also connect with me on LinkedIn, which is my name, Julie Thurburn. So they'd search for that. Right. And connect. Awesome. Thank you, John. It's been lovely, Julie. As always, are you getting back out on your boat today? Uh, nope, no boat today. I have a meeting uh, with a and uh, at in, in like thirty minutes. Oh, so, so that's my next uh, parlay. It's uh, nice to chat with you and um, hear more about your business, and hopefully. Uh, We'll get get some some people that need your help pointed in your direction. Thank you, John. Anything I could do to help somebody answer some questions, um, I'm I'm here. Great. Um, is there a discount that you can offer listeners? Your listeners, like a- I offer, yep, I can offer a fifteen percent discount. All my services. Beautiful. All right. Deal. Okay. Hey, thank you very much, John. I've enjoyed talking to you. All right. Have a beautiful week. Have you ever heard of the book, The Richest Man in Babylon? If not, you can check it out in the bookstore, but it's a classic business book that reveals the key to personal wealth, and it's basically saving 10% every month. So the way I like to save is in gold and silver with Mint Builder. I've been using Mint Builder for years. I've created a system where my savings plan pays for itself by signing up people who want to save and start a silver bank account, which ships physical coin out every month based on their budget. The author of The Richest Man in Babylon says that magic number is 10% of your income. Now you can build your legacy with the best pricing on metal assets while helping the nonprofit Feed My Starving Children, which uses 90% of donations for food to stop malnutrition in over 100 countries around the world. Thank you for considering Milk Builder to build your wealth and feed hungry children. You can go to preciousmetaltrends.com forward slash 102026. Complete the form and claim your free silver bullion bar just for taking our short tour and brief survey.